I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hi guys, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. It's Francis here, and as always, I'm joined by Julio Gallarati. Julio, welcome. What's up, dude? Hey, what's happening? Nothing, man. You know, just out here doing it. Later on this week, we will be joined by comedian Mike Feeney, who has a new album out uh, on iTunes and everywhere else. So come back to us on Thursday for that. As always, we are uh, doing two episodes a week now, a little shorter, and I hope you guys enjoy the new format. Send us your stories. Send us your stories. Um, dude, I, uh, I, I got called for jury duty. How did that go? Well, it was a problem. Because I lived in Brooklyn for many years. And when I was living in Brooklyn, I got called for jury duty over there. But that's called Kings, Kings County. County. It's a different county, even though it was less than a mile away. And I served my jury duty over there. Uh, How'd I, that go, by the way? Well, I just went in and I, I, I didn't get selected Write because I, I, I was able to present myself in a very biased way. <laughs> that's the goal. I talked my way out of it. The case had to do with an accident. Um, it was a, an old lady was rear ended by a car behind her and she had spinal problems like neck pain, uh, for years after that. So they were trying to prosecute the driver behind her. And I think the driver behind her was, was a, a UPS driver or something like that. So she was suing the entire company. Good for her. Sure. But <laughs> what I said was that I once was living in San Francisco and this is true and for a summer, I and I took a cab home one night, and I opened up my door, and a bicyclist went over the door. I doored him, and I still remember all the noise he made, because he hit the door, which was like whap, and then he was like no, and then his bike clangled <laughs> to the ground. All these bells and his body parts were just smacking. This is a real story. Yeah. Holy shit. And then he got up, and this guy was such a bitch. Oh my god. To this day, when I think about him, I want to fucking light him on fire. <laughs> I hate this dude so much. He he got my he got he asked me for my ID because he didn't believe that I was going to give him my real information. And keep in mind, I was nineteen at the time, twenty. Mm -hmm. No, I was nineteen probably, and I didn't have any money. And uh, you know, he then called me a week later, and he said on the phone, he said. Uh, well, I, I had to go to the store and buy all these new boxes of bandages for my scrapes and bruises. And uh, my bike's all dinged up, so I had to get, a, get repairs made to my bike to the tune of $250. So he was asking me for $300 or something like that. And I said, you know, look, man, um, I just think you, you, you're using me to, get, get a, to soup your bike up. I think you're using me to be the exhibit pimp my bike because of this accident. That really wasn't my fault. We were at a stop sign and I opened my door. And if you were going that fast that you flipped over the door, that means that you probably were not going to stop at the stop sign and that's on you. And then he goes, you know what? I'm going to sue your ass in small claims court. And I've watched enough Judge Judy where I was like, I don't want to be on there. And, uh, so I ended up calling, we hung up on each other angrily. And then I called him back 10 minutes later and I ended up writing him a check for like 200 bucks, whatever, but it never, 
I told that whole story for the jury selection committee. And I said, ever since that day, yeah, I said, ever since that day, I've never felt sympathy for people that sue when they get in an accident. (laughs) That's good, dude. I I said, I've always felt like it, you got to put out your own fires and you shouldn't be seeking financial means just because somebody else made an accident and uh, with their car. (laughs) <laughs> and they didn't select me but because you go in then you get your six years of exemption right right so what happened was a couple years later i moved back into manhattan which is new york county and they didn't transfer my information as having served on jury from king's county so all of a sudden with a new address i was eligible once more for jury duty here in manhattan and sure enough i got summoned but i emailed my proof of service into the Manhattan court and they never fucking read it. It must have slipped through the cracks. Clunky bureaucracy. Dude, it doesn't sound like that system is going too well for them (laughs) because I emailed them a a 50 times. I made sure and I still, I got hit with these like, you didn't show up for summons. Uh, You get, you're going to get hit with a fine, yada, yada. So I've been dealing with these people and finally today, I got an email from the court saying we found your proof of service. You know, you're exempt until the end of six years from when you served. Congrats. And it was such a relief. Yeah, it's a pain, dude. I do not want to take part in my civic duty if I've taken part in it once before. <laughs> do you think there are people out there that actually want to serve jury duty? Well, dude, I, I have a couple of thoughts about this. First of all, when I, the last time I was there, it's funny how the lawyers trick you into being eligible yes like the first thing they do they're like do you think that you are capable of being unbiased and people are embarrassed to say no in a group of in like a 30 person room right you know what i mean so right. people say yes i literally was like no and like you don't think you can be unbiased i was like no I'm like all right goodbye and that was it didn't get selected and then these women are like i can't believe i got picked it was like seven women that got picked or whatever. Wait, that's how easy it was for you? Yeah, I said no. I had to come up with that whole fucking bicycle story. Yeah, dude. I just said, no, I'm not. And then I didn't say anything. And the guy was like, you can't. He's like, you don't think you can be unbiased? I was like, no. Dude, I, I, th- I think I remember them asking our group that. But then if someone said that they felt they were incapable of being impartial, they would, the lawyers would, would stick on that person. And and really try to get to the bottom of why they felt that way, and, and not happen. let them off the hook. It did, yeah, no, because initially they asked for a story, and I tried to tell one, and it didn't work. And then they came mm. back around for another uh, round of asking, and then they, I, I did that. Wow. Okay, dude. So one of my younger friends doesn't know how any of this shit works, and he keeps getting the notes in the mail, and he's like, "Dude, what happens if I don't go?" And I was like, "Dude, you have to go." I was like, "The maximum sentence is the death penalty." And he was like, really? I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, you don't want to be on death row for something like this, dude. No, no you don't. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And he like fully bought it. This kid, he, he likes, he's very bright, but he doesn't know certain things. And that was one of them. So I really enjoyed that joke. He figured out that I was fucking with him pretty quickly. But yeah. there was a moment where he was really terrified. <laughs> the death penalty. Thinking about his last meal. <laughs> you know, that last meal always, to me, stood out as something that made the death penalty a little bit more desirable <laughs> because to, to, to think that you can truly get whatever you want made on death row. And obviously it's a bummer that you'll die soon after, 
but that where where on earth can you go where anything you want will get made for you yeah no, that's i guess that's true but I, I want a rabbit stew <laughs> i mean you could theoretically hire someone to do that for a lot of money right but like if it's a one-off situation mm. it definitely seems extravagant what would be your last meal do you know i don't know dude it cha- like it changes i guess this week maybe fucking sugarfish Sugarfish is so good. so good. Oh, that sushi melts in your mouth. The it's rice, so good. the sweetness of it, slightly sweet, so delicious, good. sticky, cooked to perfection. <laughs> I do love a good sugarfish. It's omakase, but it's only like forty two dollars. Yeah, it's really as opposed to one hundred and fifty, relatively speaking. Dude, sometimes I wish that I could see the death penalty happening to people who really deserved it. Like I watched the Ted Bundy tapes and I was really hoping that there was footage of him being fried, oh. but they just don't do that. Which, cause I guess no. it would be inhumane, but I would love to just see what happens in the electric. Do they even do Dude, the electric chair anymore? Go back, Julio, <laughs> go back 300 <laughs> years and, uh, you can watch the death penalty occur. And instead of it being <laughs> in a closed chamber with humane <laughs> injection, uh, it's either hanging in front of what would <laughs> now be like an Applebee's <laughs> or everyone in the town picks up a fucking rock and throws it at you until you're dead. Yeah, that's crazy. Bro. Dude, people used to turn out for public executions like they were Star Wars premieres. <laughs> they were like all psyched. Think about that. That was entertainment. I know. Watching a guy who had been caught, you know, sleeping with a child or something. Or a man. Hang or stealing a a bushel of apples. (laughs) That's probably more of what it was. He stole another bushel of apples from the, the, you know, the milkman. (laughs) And so he's going to hang. He's going to hang. 12 o'clock this Sentence Tuesday. high noon. Yeah. <laughs> the train robber is going to hang. And nobody, nobody cared. They clapped. Yeah. They'd bring their kids out. Kids would sit on their dad's shoulders like <laughs> it was a concert in the park. Like it was the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Peter, Paul, and Mary to watch a guy's neck break. And if it didn't break because the drop was too short, he would dangle and bounce around like a fish on a line until his, he strangled to death. And that was a treat, apparently. Like yeah. when the neck didn't break, everyone was excited because they got to see them squirm. God, yeah. pretty fucking awful. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, "If you're thinking about starting a podcast," I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, "Anchor, anchor!" And then you'd say, "Go to Anchor.fm to download the software." Where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also, it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. For my last meal, I would probably want like a seafood platter for two you know a tower the shellfish i would want lobster tails uh good ceviche 
Uh, I would want some shrimp cocktail, but it would have to be golf shrimp. I don't, I don't want to fuck with that, you know, nasty, unnatural shit. Some good, delicious, uh, oysters, king crab legs, stuff like that. Sounds really Because you good. can really take your time with something I was thinking like that, that. <laughs> Imagine if you're like, like, what's your last meal? And you're like, an unlimited buffet. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you're a fucking moron, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You have 20 minutes. Yeah. I think a, a seafood platter, because you ever see those, you're at a restaurant, and uh, those are always the most outrageously priced things. Yeah. Everything else on the menu is $25, and all of a sudden you see a seafood platter, Royale, MP. for $148. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, dude. Oh, good stuff. Well, anyway, I was very pleased to get out of jury duty. We're coming off of a big week of uh, Halloween celebrations. You and I went to a, your party. Oh, yeah. It was fun, dude. That was really fun. Francis and his girlfriend were the Pink Panther and Inspector Clouseau, That's respectively. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a great costume. Mm. Great effort. We had fun with it. it was I fun, was wearing man. the Pink Panther costume. And uh, this was crazy. We went to your girlfriend's apartment for a pregame. Mm -hmm. And among her immediate friends, she had decided that they would do disco theme mm -hmm. whereas everyone else was just open halloween and so she and her roommates and friends were wearing roller skates and apparently oh, dude. for the first group photo of the entire evening before anyone had arrived to the pre-party the ladies assembled and one particularly uh uncoordinated lady uh <laughs> posed for the photo fell awkwardly on roller skates and broke her wrist. That poor little thing, man. Broke her wrist and is now in a cast from her hand all the way to their shoulder. Yeah, dude, poor little thing. She's uh, and you know, she's been working hard. She's in law school. She hasn't had a lot of free time. I think she, that's a party they were all looking forward to and to just be out for the count for the entire night, man, TKO'd. Yeah. 10 seconds in round 1, that sucks. Okay. I feel for her. Something about roller skates and blades and, and even those um those hoverboards. Oh yeah. It it, it, it turns into a whipping <laughs> sensation. Literally. It whips you to the ground. Gravity yeah. uh yeah. speeds up. Totally, dude. It's like it from that moment where you're straight up to down, it the momentum can Something really Something different happens. Up. The wheels just propel you into the I, floor yeah i don't know how i don't know how that happens maybe it's like when you see a figure skater how they can do that thing where they turn into a blender you know they start oh they start spinning yeah 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 so <laughs> you'd have to figure if they can do that then a person on roller skates can begin doing that and then just go to the ground <laughs> dude i know it's crazy no, but I, I'm kidding. I do feel bad for her. I've she's never... a great girl. I feel really bad for her. Yeah, she sounds like she, she could uh, use some some bone supplements. <laughs> we'll give her some vitamins. What, how is it possible that a, a cast would go from the hand all the way up to the shoulder? I mean, how much of your arm needs to be broken for that to be the case? Well, I think it was a gnarly, it was like a gnarly break. I think Ooh. she has to get surgery. So it really oh. blows. I mean, thank God it wasn't her right hand. Right. So imagine trying to do schoolwork and shit. Yeah. I mean, I guess already it's going to be a pain typing and stuff. No, dude. That's fucking stupid. No, no. Yeah, no, no. November is really stupid, Chris. <laughs> you, you Not can't... good for prostate health. Either. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah, you got to keep it flowing, man. Somebody did that at Barstool, and 
17 days in, he had a wet dream. Really? And I think that was, is kind of what would happen to my body if, if I tried to do that. Yeah, dude. I mean, why is November the month that like we do shit? Like what? Movember? Well, because it follows sober October. A lot of people do that. So now since you haven't drank for a while, you're, re- you're prepared to not, I, not either. Robbing I yourself of so. all the pleasures. You know, these things get proposed. Sometimes they go viral or catch on. But yeah, I mean, if I were to prevent myself from uh, cleansing the pipes for an entire month, I, I, I might turn into a werewolf. <laughs> I, I just get ready for dick down December, baby. Yeah, right. I'd become a, I'd become a pervert. I would just be a pervert. I'd be a fucking, I'd be like flashing kids <laughs> in front of school districts because I wouldn't have the you know clear mindedness to know that adults are what I I desire. That's funny. Anyway, Dude, let me ask you a question, man. Yeah, uh, this reminded me of that because uh, so my girlfriend and all of her friends and stuff, a lot of them went to schools with big Greek life. Yeah. And I don't know anything really about Greek life at all. I've just heard stories. And sometimes she makes fun of me when I ask stupid questions about like, you know, tailgating or like all the stuff that they do. Um, and I did you have Greek life at Harvard? We didn't. We didn't have Greek life, but we had a we had a version of it. Uh, so you had to like be the pledge and go do all that stuff. So the clubs we had at Harvard were called final clubs. And if you've seen the social network, the Facebook movie. I have. Yeah. So Eduardo, who, you know, Facebook's earliest CFO. Played by Andrew Garfield, right? Yes. He was punching the Phoenix Club. And this is what happens. Your sophomore fall, you get invited to punch, or you get punched, and you get invited to try out for the clubs. And there are eight clubs. Uh, they're all male. They're vestiges of... of Harvard before Harvard went co-ed, which was it didn't even happen until I think the 1950s or 60s or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it was the 70s. And uh they're incredibly old-fashioned and they all have their own demographic. Okay. So one is the New York aristocracy club, mm-hmm. one is the gentleman jock club, a lot of rowers and tennis players and soccer gotcha. and lacrosse. That was the one I was in. Then there's the Porcillion, which is what Teddy Roosevelt was a member of, and that's kind of like this, the closest thing that they have to a secret society. Gotcha. Uh, very, that's what the Winklevoss twins were in. Okay. You have to have some kind of like yeah, that lost one's, legacy. And they, yeah, and that, and each one of these clubs is a beautiful old mansion uh, right in the heart of Cambridge, right near Harvard Square. I mean, they're worth millions and millions of dollars, but some due to a lack of alumni funding have fallen into disrepair mm. and ours was so well funded that it was actually pristine this four-story mansion with a beautiful courtyard we had butlers we had a chef we would eat lunch there every day white tablecloths that's insane and you then we would have yeah we would have like four or five big parties a year and our got there we only had 60 members so we would go out, we would meet all these girls at BU, BC, Northeastern, mm-hmm. all these different schools, and we would compile an email list and then send out a paperless post invite to our Christmas party. And I'm not kidding you, 400 girls would show this up. This is the most Harvard shit I've ever heard in my life, but it's so brilliant. There would, be, there, would be, there would be almost, almost six girls to every guy at the party. And you would see groups of 10 girls that were not talking to a guy 
and then you would just sort of go and hold court to be nice. And I had a girlfriend, so I was just kind of trying to be, you know, to make sure everyone have a good time, like get them a drink or whatever, but they would often leave in a huff and you'd watch them leave and go out the door and be like, there are no fucking guys at this party. Oh, wow. And you'd be like, you're goddamn right. It's designed that way. <laughs> For once, every other party I've ever been to in Boston and in college is always a sausage party. And, you know, for we would kind of mitigate that. But it was super fun. And, um, but here's the problem. Uh, you know, they, the, the university started cracking down right after I graduated because they were these single-sex exclusionary uh, social clubs. And that was totally against what Harvard was trying to build. Right. And so they came up with a policy that said, because they couldn't, they couldn't cut them off completely because they were funded independently. They weren't affiliated technically with the university. But the university then said, any person that becomes a member of one of these single-sex social clubs will forfeit their right to become uh, a leader of a student organization, whether it's a captain of a team or, you know, a lead of play or the, the president of a, some group. Mm -hmm. And that hurt the clubs a lot. So a lot of them started going co-ed. Oh, uh, what? But, but our club and a handful of the others were like, fuck that. Because they're all run by the alumni. Right. And these rich old white dudes would just be like, that's not what I remember the club being. We had cigars <laughs> and women were allowed for one night a oh, year <laughs> for the dinner, the co-ed date dinner. <laughs> that's funny, dude. So we had that, but I wouldn't call it Greek life. You couldn't sleep at these places. Um, and you had parties, but there was no Greek. There wasn't really a Wait, hazing element. Wait, what about the element. butler? Yeah, he. I mean, they would just, they were more like bartenders. They would get oh, us okay. like. In the house, that, but no one lived in the house. Correct. <clears throat> oh, they were they were called stewards. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So I was wondering, like, I hear all these stories, and I don't know if any of them are true. If anybody has any, like, crazy hazing stories, I love to hear them. Because is it true that, like, in these fraternities, that, like, the seniors rape the freshmen? Is that a thing? I think <laughs> in some schools in the South, you get some really violent hazing rituals you get raped anally i don't know about raped I, I i i you know the ones that always come out that are really bad that you hear are kids dying because they are forced to chug you know half a bottle of vodka or there was the the, the kid a couple years back who was forced to drink multiple gallons of water and he died because his organs drowned in how oh much God. fluid he was being forced to drink. Jesus. And going for it. Yeah. So, you know, that paddling. What's that? Physical abuse. Like spanking. The they have all those. Paddles? It's like the famous, you know, uh, Days and Confused, um, you know, the, the paddles that have the Greek yeah, yeah. lettering on them and they, they tell them to bend over and they hit him in the ass with it. That's the one that the principal will punch at the presentation and break. I don't know that. Like the karate thing. The, oh. like, the paddle shaped like pew. the principal does it power perceived is power achieved is that from the karate kid <laughs> no, that's from the substitute oh <laughs> never saw that movie it's did you great, see that movie chris it's a great movie dude. oh well either way uh i'm i i know that a lot of you know hazing has become a felony in a lot of states it's wow. become so criminalized and it wasn't for so many years so now 
a lot of university uh, a lot of universities have cracked down and said that if we find any evidence of hazing we are going to disband and and ban your fraternity from campus gotcha. and shut it down and i think a lot of frats became wise to that and and are trying to to cut it out but i think it still does happen yeah i mean dude not for nothing it happened at our final clubs really no physical abuse but definitely things that had they had they come out did you have to hold a penis no we didn't have to do gay stuff (laughs) there was no forced homosexual activity what we had to do though like we had to go to the bu student we had a list of tasks and we had to split into two teams our our let's call it a pledge class and we had to accomplish the tasks and we had to film them to compile at the end into a highlight video and they were funny things one of them for example was someone from our team had to go to the bu student center oh really student union and take a shit on the floor what and then like walk out that's fucked up and as it turned out the kid on our team who did it went in during intramural ping pong practice oh my god i know exactly where that happens and the entire team was asian american the george sherman union i used to play down there and there were about 12 ping pong tables set up and these guys were taking it very very seriously and this kid walked in and you could just see it all unfolding in slow motion. First of all, the kid who had to do it was really nervous. Uh, I would just hope so. I mean, he, he really didn't want to do it. He felt like, uh, he wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to really show these kids. He was like, guys, is, I mean, I, this seems so wrong. He was he's like, can I just kid. blow one of you, please? Yeah. And he's like, and they're like, oh, you can do it, man. And so he goes in and he, he like says hi to these guys. And they're like, oh, sorry, we're using this, you know, for ping pong. And he goes, okay, no problem. And then he stands in between the two tables, undoes his pants, and squats down. And the captain of the team <laughs> goes, hey, man, what are you doing? Hey, yo, no, don't, don't, dude, don't shit. Don't shit. What are you doing? No, no, don't shit. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, yo, you better clean that up. You better clean that up, man. Uh, are you really gonna leave that? What? What the fuck, dude? Guys, this guy just this guy just shit in the on the floor. Oh my god! And no. he just he just walked out. That was insane. Leaving a shit on the floor. Wow. And it was pretty funny. It was pretty evil. That's and also like that's a, an easy one to get out of. I feel because like no one can decide what to do. Like, yeah. do we get rid, of the, get rid of the shit or do we take this guy down? You're not gonna punch that kid in the face. By the time you decide, he's gone. Here's one that I had to do. That, that was pretty is... funny fucking crazy dude. I, I had a pretty good one um we had to go to a, a local uh high school girls basketball game and we went to like cambridge ringe in latin it's like a, a public school and in the middle of the game i had to go out on the floor steal the ball run to the opposite basket make a layup rip my shirt off screaming what? and then run off the court celebrating oh my what you and did that? Yeah, we we did that. Oh my god! And there were a lot of parents there who were really confused. They're like, boo! Yeah, they didn't get it. They didn't like me at all. And a buddy of mine was filming from the stands. And by the way, this was this was two thousand six. No, two thousand eight. It's two thousand eight. And so we were filming a lot of this shit on a small digital handheld camera. Wow, wow! <laughs> That's what we used back then. That's crazy. And uh, and that was kind of funny. 
I just picture some kid who got a perfect score on his SATs. He's incredible at playing the cello, traveled all over the world. He's just like worked his ass off to finally get into Harvard. Six months later, he's just taking his shit on the floor of the George Sherman Union. Oh, yeah. At Boston University. He was a tennis player, too. He was? That kid, yeah. Unfucking believable. Yeah. What a piece of shit. One of, someone had to run. <laughs> someone had to go. This one was kind of bad. Someone had to go to a Petco, buy a goldfish, and then pay for it at the counter. And then while it was at the counter, <laughs> chug it. <laughs> Swallow the whole fish. That's insane. Now, it sounds worse because you're thinking of a, probably a fat, cute goldfish. That, But it was a very small goldfish. Ugh. And, you know, it's sashimi. <laughs> that's really? awkward stuff. you had to do that chris you heard of someone doing it yeah a lot of goldfish have given their lives to to greek life let me ask that's you it. this brown what what would you rather do this is a would you rather situation okay number one you're si- you, you have a sister right i do your it's your sister's wedding day she's on the altar mm. and she's doing her vows and she's saying i love you and right before it's like a the best moment of the ceremony you sprint on the stage and you stand in front of both of them. You pull down your pants, you open your asshole and you start oscillating towards either side of the room. They're like, Francis, come on. And you just won't stop until you have to be dragged off of the stage. Okay. That's number one. Oh, my number God. two. I mean, it's, it's really going to be impossible for me to not choose the second option. So I'm well, excited. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's about- okay. Uh, your girlfriend's grandmother is walking down the street. I don't know if she's alive or not, but let's just say she is for this. She's walking down the street, mind her home business. Out of nowhere, you show up in a black mask and a baseball bat, and you bash her hip in, and then you run off, but no one will ever know it was you. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> That's so violent and horrific. <laughs> ah, dude, I, I don't know... What I think about answering that question. <laughs> Option three, kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. Fuck, dude. One of them is so illegal and so horrific. And horrific. Uh, but then the other is ruining my dear sister's wedding day. And life, potentially. Look, if there were some kind of financial incentive let's say that for either one i get paid a million dollars or i don't know 500 g's um then i would probably choose my sister's wedding and then i would give a big portion of the money to them well that's not the case though the case is that you're in a room and if you don't choose you're just confined into a room a timeless room by yourself with nothing to do. And I would be able to explain that to my sister afterwards? No, you can't explain it. So I would just have to say something came over me. I felt like they needed to see this. Uh, you just have to be like, it was awesome. Like, why didn't you guys didn't like that? You didn't like, get it? You didn't get what I was doing up there? <laughs> I, I told you I had something fun planned. And that was it. This is your gift. It was symbolic. Was her, your her suit? <laughs> I, yeah, with my hirsute butthole i used the word hirsute earlier with julio it means hairy i can't believe that's a word it's not a word that people hear hear or use very often <laughs> um yeah yeah god i don't know we got another great dm here um so 
Um, I was texting. This is from Brandy. I was texting this guy from a dating app and didn't save his number. I had given him the runaround because I wasn't interested. He instigated. We get drinks, and I finally gave in. I love that she uses the word instigated. <laughs> I got there early, and he showed up, and I had and I had no idea who he was. At first, I thought I, it was a catfish, but then I scrolled through all seven of my matches while he well must be nice while he was in the bathroom to figure out his name. I was blowing the wrong guy off. I ended up confessing my mistake to him and confirmed his name as Chris. The biggest oops was that this mofo is 38. I'm 24, and I had only matched with him on Bumble because his job title was owner of blank agency, an agency I work with at my job. So now I'm fucking an old guy that basically works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, hey, good for you, Brandy. You know, if you can't beat him, join him. Um, (laughs) There's a great scene in the show Working Moms on Netflix, which I've sort of come into sideways because my girlfriend was obsessed with it, and I... Uh, was watching it out of the corner of my eye and actually started laughing. It's a good expression, come into it sideways. Yeah, well, I mean, I came in at like the very end of season two and, and just now I'm, I actually enjoy watching it. And uh, she ends up having sex with like her young assistant and there were all kinds of very funny problems. Um, but I, I like that idea. I think of older women sleeping with younger. Oh, for her, it's she's younger and he's older, but they work together. She works for him, basically. That's a nice power dynamic. That'll make you feel good about your day. Yeah. Well, this has been a great episode. We've enjoyed our time together. Uh, You can catch us, of course, on Thursday with Mike Feeney, our guest for the week. And uh, also check us out at Oops the Podcast. I'm at Francis C.C. Ellis on Instagram, at Francis C. Ellis on Twitter. Check me out, Gotham Comedy Club, November 22nd and 23rd. Tickets available at FrancisEllis.com. Awesome. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Not Julio, and uh, I'm doing a cool show at National Lampoon's uh, stand-up comedy space in Long Island City in Queens, December 6th. I believe it's 10 p.m. I'll have more details uh, to follow. Tune in. Thanks, guys. And send us DMs or emails of your biggest oops stories. <laughs>